tell your friends the Mark and Max show is back and better than ever. Are you ready? Liferadio.fm. It is the Mark and Max show and uh, welcome in. Mark, you were just pointing out something. Yeah. It's one of these, it's like a radio starter kit for weird questions that people can ask. And you, you see <laughs> yeah. these on Facebook and on social media all over the place now. Yeah. But you, you hit me a minute ago with a really odd one. Tell me what it was. Oh, the, um, uh, who's, it's like, who's yeah. crazy in your life. Some yeah. guy wrote on Reddit, <clears throat> my girlfriend doesn't believe that the astronauts in the International Space Station are there, that it's fake, that they're liars. While she believes that the space station is there, she will not accept that there are people actually on board. Wow. <laughs> now, see, that's kind of crazy. I, I, no, I'm, I'm not going full on that that is crazy. I'm saying right. that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Because I got some real problems with our <laughs> space program, Mark. I really do. <laughs> is this and Festivus? I got some problems with you people. <laughs> no, it's just that why is it that in... When they do these video sessions, okay, and they do with school children, and they will, you know, they got this delay, so they ask a question, and then they get the reply, and it, it's interesting, because you expect there to be a bit of a delay, because this, you know, space station is orbiting the Earth at, what, 23,000 miles an hour, something, or something like, like that? that? Yeah. Okay, and anyway, I expect there to be some quag when it comes to communication, you know, a bit of a delay, mm. but yet... You'll see that in a hookup, and you'll watch the video. Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. And then you'll see another video where um, one of the astronauts is doing a talk with another class, and he's playing lead guitar in their band in real time. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, so the video I watched from three days ago, there's a 10-second delay. But on this one, he's interacting with the band in real time. Which one is it? You know? Mm-hmm. And I've, I've gone through... I know about delays. I know about all of that. I've tried figuring it out every which way I can, and none of it adds up. Also, I'm a little buffered by the green screen that I see and some things that just don't make sense. But again, I'm not saying it's not real. I'm not saying we never walked on the moon. Elvis ain't dead. You ain't going crazy. It's all in your head. Uh Just saying that why would we believe certain things in the media and not others, you know? Yeah. We know that they lie. We know that we have been dipped, we've been dissed, we've been thrown aside and manipulated by the media and by government agencies. NASA is a government agency. Mm. So, do we really believe everything they say? I, I don't know. Until they'll uh, admit to the public that Sasquatch actually does live on the space station, I don't believe anything they say. liferadio.fm it's the mark and max show where we never walked on the moon elvis ain't dead you ain't going crazy it's all in your head i'm gonna get hung up on that mark and we're gonna be in trouble gonna, big trouble gonna get hung up on it come on man <laughs> i started i really did take all that stuff and put it off to the side because i was getting my hair cut and it's a, a uh the woman who cuts my hair is is wonderful i love her and yeah. She has been listening to different radio programs that I've done over the last 15 years, okay? Right, yeah. So imagine what that means. <laughs> We're talking my TV show, yeah. uh, the shows you and I have done together, yeah. the radio stuff uh, we've done. It's like, so I know I'm a bit off-center, okay? Mm. I know that. 
But a couple of years ago, when I really got fed up with things and went, you know what? I just can't play anymore. Yeah. I really, after, after the election of 2016, when I watched brothers and sisters in the media who ought to know better, tossing aside character, credibility, and everything else yeah. to go and attack a guy that the United, that the people voted for yeah. in Donald J. Trump and to immediately demand his impeachment and things like that. It was like, I'm just really fed up with this yeah. because he's the duly elected president of the United States of America. The person who was trying to steal it was the Democrat party with Hillary Rodham Clinton, right. you know, and it didn't happen. And so now you guys are going to just attack. This is crazy. And it bothered me to the point where I couldn't do it anymore. Hmm. And that's what led us to doing this. And anyway, so she's cutting my hair. And on and on and on and on. And I'm like, dude, that's what I used to sound like. And I'm like, it's like, I'm like Howard Wallowitz doing a magic trick. As soon as you do the first one, people start leaving. And I thought, I got home and looked at my hair. I'm like, she did a crap job of my hair. She was boring. She drove me crazy and didn't do a good job. Oh, my word. No wonder I'm almost living in my parents' basement again, you know? liferadio.fm it is the mark and mag show and a, a big salute handout thank you for everybody listening to the daily podcast oh yeah because it's uh, it's one of the sidebars you know it's funny the world of radio and tv has changed a lot viewing habits have changed and uh it's it's funny because it's funny because so many people in our industry are having trouble adjusting hmm. uh you when I'm not going to talk any more about it. Let's just move on to the tin man and the oil can because I'm not kidding, Mark. I'm going to be tracing down a path that there's no good outcome for you and me, you know? It just isn't. So uh, the tin man's oil can from the Wizard of Oz is up for auction. Yeah, it is. Okay. I'm thinking I'd like to get – I want to buy one of the flying monkeys because I've never had a monkey that would fly. I've never had a monkey where anything flying around a monkey was something I wanted to land in a bucket, yeah. you know, attached to gotcha. a big bottle, a big bowl of right. water that goes out to the septic system. Yeah, so. yeah, I know. Anyway, I know. But a California-based auction house says it's uh, selling a rare piece of movie memorabilia. That would be the Tin Man's oil can from The Wizard of Oz. GWS Auctions said the oil can, one of five they used during the filming of the 1939 movie, was presented to Tin Man actor Jack Haley after the film wrapped. Um, oh, wow. The auction listing says... Don't you think they should have given that to Buddy Ebsen, Mark? Because <laughs> Buddy Ebsen was like I, in a daggone oxygen tent I, for six months I, because I, of playing the Tin Man. No, he was in a hospital <laughs> because he was allergic to the makeup. Yeah. yeah. Um, he nearly died. He almost you know? did, yeah. We wouldn't have had yeah, Uncle Inhaling Jack. aluminum <laughs> dust. Uh-huh. Yeah. GWS right. Auctions... Uh, uh, gave it to Jack Haley after the film wrapped. And uh, they say this piece has excellent investment potential as items from our, uh, from or made for this legendary film almost never surface, including the Tin Man costume, which is said to be lost. Bidding starts at $200,000. The auction, wow. yeah, the auction house said the oil can is on loan from uh, to the Academy Museum of Motion Pictures in Los Angeles until November, and the museum has expressed an interest in extending the loan if an agreement can be reached with the new owner. Why don't you buy it? <laughs> buy it and put it on display. I mean, if I'm buying the oil can, I'm not kidding. If I'm buying this, Mark, it's going over my fireplace with a... <laughs> 
the ashes of somebody I care about at some point, you know? <laughs> That's what's going in there. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. You know, we had the story a few minutes ago about the uh, the oil can yeah, from yeah. Wizard of Oz. And, I, you know, they've got the thing up for auction, and they're starting the bidding at $200,000. <laughs> Have you ever thought about bidding on something? You know, like, uh, is there any kind of memorabilia you would ever, you know, mm. offer money for? I don't think I mean, so. from Star, let's say there was a phaser from the original Star Trek TV yeah. show. Yeah. Would you bid on that, or would you just go get an old phone from, you know, the flip phone? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I'll i be honest with you. At, at, at this point in my life, I look at things like that, and I think, God, that would be cool to have one of those. Mm-hmm. But then, right. yeah, yeah, but I, I might entertain the idea, but what stops me is I know that the bidding will start at $100,000 or so, right. you know? So, yeah. no, I, I'm, I would not... I would think about it, but I wouldn't go so far as to mortgage the house, you know, because yeah. that's what it would take. See, yeah. Well, that, and that's what I was looking at. I'm thinking, okay, so in this day and time where, you know, regular people are complaining about the price of gas, you yeah. know, and then you see this, you're going, we're not all of the same world, man. No, you know? no, it we're was, not. It, no. You're looking at an oil can from a 1939 movie mm-hmm. and the bidding starts at $200,000. I'm going to be honest. Unless the ashes of Jack Haley are included, you know, and the ruby red slippers and some other stuff, it ain't worth two hundred thousand dollars. Well, I'm we, like, well, not to you and me, but to no. But there is a gi- ginormous movie prop collection yeah. underworld. I'm mean, not underworld, but there's a yeah. There's these people who just movie props. They're all about yeah. movie props, and I know <clears throat> they have incredible collections. Their houses are full of stuff, right. and those people, yeah, they'd go and they'd sell everything else they have to buy right thing and and eventually they're all going to end up on an episode of hoarders you know (laughs) and uh you have somebody standing there saying but i paid two hundred thousand dollars for this oil can from the wizard of oz well where's your certificate of authenticity i mean (laughs) oh i didn't get one then you're a moron we're throwing it out or you know or eventually they're going to pass away and their children are going to sell it all off for pennies on the dollar oh yeah because they don't really know what it's worth because they hated it (laughs) i always hated this thing (laughs) You know, I Dad tripped had, over he, this thing yeah. three times a day. My he carried childhood. this oil can everywhere. Every morning he had coffee with his oil can. I hated that thing. He he loved that. He took pictures with that oil can instead of me. I'm kicking it and throwing it out. But Dave, it's worth $200,000. I'm selling it. <laughs> liferadio.fm it's the mark and mag show having a glorious day because we can you know we had uh, snow uh, four or five days ago and today it's going to be what 75 80 I, I don't nine, know. you know <laughs> i love it man because <laughs> i keep hearing people coughing sneezing runny noses and everything else you're like it it is springtime in alabama buddy yeah it is when does spring actually hit is it a are we like we had Groundhog Day, and yeah. I, I don't know if the thing saw a shadow or whatever, but it doesn't mean anything anyway, right? I know because it's the same distance away from right. the first day of spring, regardless. Right? You know. Yeah. <laughs> wow! Talk about creating a reason to drink. You That's know? exactly what That's, it is. Yeah, Puxatawney. Okay. I bet the uh, the beer industry makes a killing off of Puxatawney every year. You know. You know. It was so funny, okay, and, and look, I've talked about this. I don't make light of it or anything else. I'm kind of embarrassed, but yeah. uh, I stopped drinking August 7th of 1990. And when I was drinking, okay, and, and involved in that lifestyle, 
you know, those things were entertaining to me. You know, the like, well, Pakistani Phil, you know, Groundhog mm-hmm. Day, St. Patrick's Day, all of those things, which tomorrow is St. Patty's Day. Right. And all of the things that go into it, and I realized how many things are in in life are built around the sale of alcohol and consuming alcohol, you know? Mm, yeah. It's like, here's a reason to party. And it's like, you know, I'm not saying that uh, it was forced on me or anything else, but, you know, that lifestyle didn't work out for me. Right, you know? yeah. <laughs> and, and so I have a little trouble um, seeing, you know, like when, again, Groundhog Day, uh, St. Patrick's Day, Cinco de Mayo, event days like that. Yeah. I have trouble thinking light of them. I don't really acknowledge them anymore hmm. because of what they, you know, again, the difference between somebody being able to go out and have fun as an adult and somebody being totally stupid like I was, you right. know? Yeah. And, but I did think, so how do they make the water green? And when did that start? You know, up in Chicago where they make one of the rivers all oh, I green know. and stuff like I that? I know. I've, I've already been seeing pictures of it. Um, okay. How long does it take for them to do that? It's a couple of days, right? It does take them a couple of days. And it's just some kind of a dye that they use that's, okay. that's safe, you know, that doesn't mm-hmm. hurt the fish. Yeah. Or, and, right. But I don't know exactly what it is. Mm. <laughs> Not exactly my field of interest. I mean, right. <laughs> well, but again, you know, you look at it, you're like, wow. But again, you know, otherwise, if there, if alcohol isn't involved, who really, you know, you kick a day, February 2nd, Groundhog Day. If he sees his shadow, whatever, six more weeks of winter. If he doesn't see it, spring will be here in six weeks. Right. Either way you look at mm-hmm. it. And it's like, if you're drunk, I guess it makes sense. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Sober, you're going, really? That. We did a whole movie about this. Yeah. <laughs> it's just one of those things that if you buy into it, oh, right. fine. You're just yeah. play, you're playing along, you know. Right. You're just playing along because okay. it's, it's a fun thing. But all right. So tomorrow, will you wear green as part of St. Baddie's Day? Um, I'm. You know what? And here's here's the thing. I actually have a couple of things that I'm doing involved with other people tomorrow besides just us right. being here in the studio and doing our stuff. Yeah. Uh, and. It seems like every time I wander out on a on a uh, St. Patty's Day and I'm not wearing green, somebody says something about it and I get pinched. Right. And so I think. And yeah. isn't that a sexual assault thing now in this Me Too movement? I is don't it, know. If I pinch you, is that an assault? <laughs> well, if you pinch me, we got other things yes. to talk about. <laughs> I'm serious. That's what I'm saying. If I get pinched tomorrow, and I'm not married to that individual, <clears throat> we throwing down. We, we you know, <laughs> we're throwing hands. I'm telling. I you. don't know. In the Me Too movement, this could be an issue. liferadio.fm mark and max show where the headline screams african gray parrot learns how to paint mm. and mark there was an episode of hoarders <laughs> oh, no <laughs> and no the guy he had a bird i don't it wasn't a parrot it was some kind of exotic pet but he had this bird with him everywhere he went okay and his house was a hoarding house i mean he had hoarded the thing up but he had this bird and all i'm thinking of okay if your life has gotten to the point where you're living in trash and your best friend is a bird. I mean, isn't that a sign that oh. maybe the TV show that's offering to clean your house is, they can help you? I mean, <laughs> you know, but what, I saw that's what I thought of. You know, I can tell you what I think of when you tell that story is if you let the bird run free in the house, all that stuff in the house is covered with bird droppings. Yeah. So, well, yep, there you go. I mean, now we're getting into crazy cat person territory. You know, where the person has the cats, the house full of cats, and the the officials walk in and they have to put on hazmat suits and stuff. 
Damn, oh, dude. Uh, see, that's – now you're well, knocking on the door of big crazy, <laughs> you know? <laughs> mm, okay, so yeah. <laughs> uh, a bird becomes a painter. Let's yeah, let's, let's go back to the Maryland Zoo where an African gray parrot named Echo is out to prove that birds can be painters too. The, uh, the embassy care team at the zoo is training Echo how to paint and posted a video of the parrot creating abstract art on Twitter. <laughs> they ask, will she be the next bird, Casso? Mm. I, I didn't write it. Uh, Echo mm. paints by grabbing a sponge dipped in paint with her beak. She then takes the sponge to a sheet of paper and moves it in all directions. Echo also receives treats for taking part in the activity. Uh, the zoo says, painting is a great enrichment activity that helps Echo mental, keeps uh, Echo mentally stimulated and allows her to use her natural adaptations. She sure is creating quite a masterpiece. Yeah, that's not paint. You know, no, just saying. They're giving her treats to do tricks is what it is. You know, if she was out in the woods painting trees, I'd be like, wow, that's something, you know. But <laughs> Run across. You know, were you junk, hiking through the jungle and you start seeing the sides of trees painted? Oh, yes. look, there's a lion. There's an elephant. Oh, look over here. There's a, Who's doing all this? Chirp. Oh, it's you. liferadio.fm hey it's the mark and mac show and i haven't really dug into the podcast stuff today but you know we do podcast every mm -hmm. day um also liferadio.fm we've got the daily bible reading that is it's reading the bible in a year right. um and it's put in such a way that it's not just starting at genesis and ending at revelation it puts things together that actually make sense uh when you've got several stories throughout the bible talking about the same thing and anyway it makes it a it makes it a much cool, uh, easier read, I guess, is the best way to put it. I, I mean, you read it however you want. I guess it's the bottom <laughs> line, but this is just something that's really cool to me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, back at the ranch, the headline screams, Fort Lauderdale man caught in Key Largo. Mm -hmm. Now, when I see that, my first thought is, Key Largo, wasn't that Bertie Higgins that had that hit song? Because, <laughs> you know, I don't you know. have an artist... They have a, it is, there's one hit wonders. Okay. And yeah. yeah, for a while, Bertie Higgins traveled around singing Key Largo. And for about six months, he got paid some decent Jack for singing it. But yeah. once that six months of your one hit wonder status is over, yeah, you're, you're pretty much done. And wow. you know, and I actually had a, a promoter try to get me to book him. Wow. Now we're talking 10 years after Key Largo. Mm -hmm. He had a promoter trying for, to get our radio station to bring Bertie Higgins to town. And I'm like, really? You you really think this would be a good thing for us? I got a top 40 radio station guy. That was 10 years ago. You know, it's like, unbelievable. And they wanted to be, anyway. So he said, well, he's going to be doing a gig as such and such. And why don't you come and be my guest? So I went to see Bertie Higgins. Yeah. Okay. To see what the big deal is about. You know, it was a huge. And it was like, there were seven people there. And me and the promoter were two of them, you know? I was like, yeah, I, 
I think I'll pass on this one guy, you know, (laughs) anyway, you started asking questions. I thought, and then he, then you give the name Bertie Higgins. And I'm thinking, wow, that sounds like somebody from the, you know, like a movie star from the forties or something. And and my mind went to 1948, the film Key Largo with Mm -hmm. the John Houston film, Humphrey Bogart, Edward G. Robinson, Lauren Bacall. That's where my brain went. Mm -hmm. Is he going to talk about the movie? No, no. One hit wonder. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we had it all. Yeah. <laughs> Just like Bogey and Bacall. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, deputies said they found heroin, cocaine, meth, and ecstasy inside the car of a man from Broward County in Monroe County. We probably County. need to do a little separation before we get sued. We're yeah. not actually saying it's Bertie Higgins. No, no, He's no. Not the guy no. that got popped with the drugs. Okay. No, it's not. <laughs> Although, can you, anyway. can you, put, can yeah. you pull a, put a finger on him today? Do you know where he is? Uh, <laughs> Fire Island, I think. <laughs> yeah, anyway, this guy from Broward County was in Monroe County, and he got busted with cocaine, heroin, meth, ecstasy. 31-year-old Bernard Green is who this was from Fort Lauderdale. Also had glass pipes, syringes, two digital scales, plastic baggies, and other drug, par- drug paraphernalia in his Hyundai. Um, <laughs> Deputy George, uh, or Jorge, that is, Marino, uh, reported he was on patrol shortly before 8.30 p.m. near Isla Mirada when he saw Green make an illegal U-turn, prompting several drivers to slam on their brakes to avoid crashing. Marino turned on his lights and sirens, but Green refused to stop and started to speed on US-1. Marino reported he decided to stop the chase for safety reasons. Deputy Joel Torres successfully spiked Green's tires, and Green and a woman jumped out of the car and started running in Key Largo. There's not a long way to, f- to run when you're in the Florida Keys. They kind of run out of land, you know. Florida Highway Patrol and deputies searched for Green and the woman. They arrested Green but couldn't find the woman. Green's facing charges of traffic- trafficking 10 grams or more of uh, phenethylamines, mm. uh, phenethyl- uh, yeah, yeah. uh, 14 or more grams of meth, 4 or more grams of heroin and cocaine, wow. possession of drug equipment, driving with a suspended license, and fleeing and eluding wow. police. Man, woo! You know, you you start looking at these charges and okay, which ones can we negotiate with? I'm thinking <laughs> driving with a suspended license might be negotiable. I mean, it's a given, but you know, yeah, yeah. you got 14 grams of meth, but we're gonna worry about the you know suspended license. Yeah, how about the being dumb enough to do a U-turn in front of a cop? I mean, there you go. <laughs> oh, wait a minute, Mark. I just and his tag had expired. <laughs> there you go. liferadio.fm the mark and mag show and you know not that we i not that mark and i are mocking anybody's career or one hit wonder status or anything else because i mean we're a no hit wonder status but Mm. you know i remember back in the day when we still do they still sell cds mark and dvds uh i don't know i gotta be honest with you i I really don't know because I know I, I'm just kind of curious because I remember when back in the day, you know, when we were growing up, um, we had albums and record players and hi-fi systems. And, yeah. and um, my mom was so far ahead of her time. She bought me a cassette. Okay, you want to talk about old. My mom bought me a cassette of uh, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Wow. 
the movie soundtrack, Mark. Oh, the no. movie soundtrack. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big Beatles fan. She buys me that for a birthday present. Oh, love you, Mom, but no. Here, I'll make you feel better. Oh. That's <laughs> eh, neither one of our yeah. birthdays, so. <laughs> yeah, but still, you know, it's just one of those things that you go, Okay, I, I got to be really nice about this, you know, because she's trying. She really did right, try, but yeah. Peter Frampton and the Bee Gees. Uh. <laughs> I know. But the funniest part of that thing was Steve Martin doing Maxwell's Silver Hammer <laughs> and uh, maybe Steven Tyler and Aerosmith <laughs> come together. But anyway. All right. Okay, to answer your question, yes, yeah. CDs are still available. I just did okay. a look up and, and Walmart, wow. Target, Best Buy, they've all got CDs. And, wow. um, and now I'm looking here... Uh, uh well best buy has dvd movies amazon okay. has dvd yeah so yes you can still okay. buy them if you choose to watch your stuff that or listen okay. to your stuff that way yeah i just remember i asked one of the kids a couple of years ago i was like hey i've got that dvd i'll send it to you and they're like no dad I, you know i'm like you don't even play dvds no i can just no. i just look it up right here it's online and we're playing mm-hmm. it I'm like that's it that's not lazy it's actually really cool you know that it is yeah things are so accessible yeah it's like that this is not something you know back in the day when you hired a dj it was because a portable dj had a great record collection yeah. and he would come or she and play your gig well now it's like most people are pretty savvy technically a lot more than we were you know yeah, when we were younger true. and they can make their own mixtape for a party and throw it on and mm-hmm. it's like any song you want you can have right now yeah that's just uh it's just weird it didn't used to be gosh i remember request oh i don't have that but i've got this mm-hmm. i remember negotiating the request yeah. and then as the party went on and people got drunker and drunker oh, it's like the no. negotiation became a whole lot different you know yeah yeah really we we just played shook me all night long <laughs> do we have to play it again <laughs> really <sighs> i know okay. you didn't hear it because you were in the bathroom throwing up but yeah. everybody else did exactly you know? <laughs> yeah there you go it's That's just, just sad uh, but they, yeah, you know, it's so funny when people would actually come up, they would show up, you're doing a, a high school reunion or whatever. And somebody walks in the door, you see them come in mm-hmm. because the DJ booth is set up near the entrance. You see the person come in the door. They don't go anywhere except straight to the DJ booth to make a request for something. You're like, that's just been you played. haven't been here. <laughs> yeah. I played it two songs ago and there will be a woman that says, mm-hmm. but everybody loves it. Play it again. They'll uh-huh. love it. Uh-huh. Yeah, the, yeah. They did when I played it six. <laughs> minutes ago but they want to hear it again how do you know what they want you just got here i'm the one they're paying to make these decisions not you yes let me turn it over to you you know oh what i love about it now is that uh, literally the guy who is who's doing the dj gig has had has a laptop he's it's a laptop is open on the thing he may have a controller so he can do different things with the music you know but he's got the laptop there somebody walks in and and asks for something he doesn't have well, in about 10 seconds, he's got it. Yeah. You know? Right. That's amazing. Just amazing. Yeah, you don't have to. I just remember back in the day doing all the different things you hired a portable DJ for, and we used to have to carry these racks of albums. Oh, and I know. If you did a, an outdoor gig in the summertime and the albums would warp, you'd lose. Every time an album warps or scratches mm-hmm. you, you just lost 10 or 15 bucks. Yeah. And it's like, by the end of the gig, you lost money. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. How you know, crazy. I see those. Now I see you those. show up album boxes on sale yeah you can still buy those album boxes wow yes i would only buy them to burn them that's the only (laughs) thing i would do still have nightmares
Mark and Mac mornings only on liferadio.fm. Liferadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And, you know, as, as we go about our day, it's a funny place to live when um, somebody's convicted of a crime mm-hmm. in a court of law yeah. by a jury of their peers. Yeah. And in this particular case of Jesse Smollett, where everybody knew, and I say everybody, meaning people that are not related to Jesse, Jesse right. Smollett, yeah saw that this this did not make any sense at all he was convicted of lying to cops setting himself up paying for it to be done uh, so that he could be the victim of a hate crime and yet his family and some inner circle people still standing behind him saying that this is crazy now you were telling me (laughs) off air his brother said something now yeah his uh his brother jockey smallette um (laughs) <laughs> insists that there is absolutely no evidence that his brother staged a hate crime, hate crime against himself and claims that Smollett being sentenced to jail has set a precedent. <laughs> I'm just like, wow. I, well, except for all of the evidence that was put forward in court before a jury of his peers and the yeah. testimony in that same courtroom that the jury mm-hmm. of his peers heard, except mm-hmm. for all of that. Oh, yeah, you're right. right. There may not be any, except for all that other evidence that was offered yeah. in court that swayed except a jury. Except for all the evidence. Yes. And, by the way, <laughs> even if you didn't have any evidence, you just took the story at face value, okay? Mm, yeah. Just take the story. And you're going, this doesn't work. No. This doesn't make any (laughs) sense at all unless you're a self-involved individual who believes the world revolves. And I did not even know who the guy was at all. No. And you know what? 90% of Americans had never heard of him. He wasn't even the star of the TV show he was on. He was a cast member. And anyway, and he's lied and lied and lied some more but his grandmother when he was sentenced to jail which i thought he got off way too easy his grandmother's 90 something years old said i think you should say if you're going to send him to jail you should send me to jail with him i'm like well wait a minute (laughs) what did you do did you give him the money to pay off these guys did you write the script for this because i mean if you want to go to jail are you admitting that you were involved Mm -hmm. no worries we'll put you in jail it's just so many of these so-called hate crimes um that are made up you know, they're just flat out made up and we've proved it over and over yeah, again. Yeah. And it it's, just it's, gets frustrating. It's very sad when when racism is so bad, you have to make up crimes to prove it's it's there. I mean, right. That's pretty bad because, wow. Yeah. Hello. It's just because, you know, everything is racist. <laughs> liferadio.fm the mark and mac show and you know as we head into springtime mark i'm excited about a lot of things but i'm never excited about the bugs and spiders and things like that in the yard just that you know because i don't know what are good ones and kind of like snakes i don't know which are the good ones right (laughs) and so i treat them all the same you know Uh, i'm an equal opportunity inside my house they all get the same treatment yeah outside maybe a little bit different you know (laughs) okay well if the headline screams ever heard of the texas giant red-headed centipede Ooh, i thought danny bonaducci is in texas now (laughs) i'm thinking that sounds like the title of a of a sci-fi horror movie you might have seen at the drive-in back in the old days you know well it's a venomous the texas giant red-headed centipede is a venomous crawler that can grow up to and 
possibly more than eight inches long. The head and the first two body segments are red. The other body segments are typically black with traces of green. And it has yellow legs. It looks like it's radioactive, actually. Wow. It's kind of weird looking. And any of its 20-odd legs can actually deliver venom. Oh, my goodness. They excrete poison into fresh cuts with their, with its feet. It's got sharp little feet. It'll cut your skin, and, and the poison uh. seeps in. Uh, the centipede snacks on lizards can catch uh, flying insects out of the air, and its sharp, painful bites can lead to swelling, headaches, and nausea for humans partly because you're thinking i can't believe that thing just bit me (laughs) (laughs) wow yeah i'm thinking we need to raise these and use these for war man that's a pretty i mean well think about it can we put them on the border (laughs) that's where they are they're in Texas. yes life radio.fm the mark and mac show and just a little hung up on the last story, Mark. <laughs> Still, you know, my my legs are itchy, and I keep looking for that big black spider bug thing. Uh, you know. I mean, I, can you imagine walking out to mow the grass? You're, you know, you're doing, you're picking up little things before you go mow the grass, and you see right. this thing with a bright red head and yellow legs mm. and black and traces of green, and mm. I mean, what are you going to think? Twish, run, you know, any number. None of them include, let me study this thing, you know. Who can I pay to cut the grass? Right. (laughs) You know, I made a comment about that one time. I said, where are all the 12-year-old boys, you know? And and this next thing I know, I got the cops going, excuse me, Mr. Mack, but uh, we hear you're looking for 12-year-old boys. I'd like to have a chat with you about that. (laughs) To mow the grass, to mow the grass. Well, it doesn't matter. We have a warrant. We're coming in. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. Don't forget, daily podcast is available wherever your podcasts are found. And tell a friend, just, hey, listening to the Mark and Mac show, LifeRadio.fm. That's all you got to do, and we'll move on. Um, you know, it's like the whole, uh, multi-level marketing, you know, we'll take you to lunch and start drawing circles. You know, <laughs> this is you, this is me. Uh-huh. All right. A man is arrested, Mark. And I'm guessing that, uh, the headline screams drugs and pickle. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking, were they after the drugs or the pickle? And what was the pickle? <laughs> well, Cause he's in a pickle right now. Well, Sunday, a guy was arrested after the, uh, uh, after a sheriff's department said marijuana was found inside his vehicle during a traffic stop. 31-year-old Antonio Stanley of Cincinnati was arrested and charged with trafficking in drugs and possession of drugs, both fifth-degree felonies. At approximately 1.30 p.m., Stanley was driving south on I-75 when he was stopped by a canine deputy assigned to the Butler Undercover Regional Narcotics Unit. That's the burn uh, unit. You're uh, burned. Uh, the, the deputy allegedly found a large amount of marijuana, a large amount of a wax substance, go figure, and money in the vehicle. In addition, a photo released by the sheriff's office also showed a packaged dill pickle was confiscated confiscated (laughs) during the stop. Why? (laughs) Yeah, um, we're going to be taking this marijuana and this wax stuff and your money in, (laughs) and uh, that pickle looks good. I'm going to be taking that, too. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) 
liferadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show, where just about every day, and I'm not putting any pressure on you, Mark, but just about every day we have a Guinness Book of World Records yeah. story. Mm-hmm. We have a, a dog, cat, parrot doing something neat. Right. Yeah. And then we have our daily stupid criminals. Yes, we do. Go! And on top of it, it's a Florida man. A Florida man is accused of calling 911 to have the methamphetamine he recently purchased from a man he met in an area bar tested because he believed it was really bath salts. Well, if you can't trust your drug dealer you meet at a bar, what can you do, Mark? Come on. <laughs> According to the Hernando County Sheriff's Office, Thomas Eugene Colucci made the emergency call around 7 p.m. on Thursday. Deputies say Colucci told them that he is an experienced drug user who has used methamphetamine in the past and knew what it should feel like. <laughs> when it didn't produce the expected sensation, he decided to wow. call authorities. Colucci wow. then produced two small baggies, each containing a white crystal-like substance, and handed them over to the deputy. Colucci told the deputies he wanted his meth tested because he didn't want other people to purchase fake meth from the person who sold it to him. He wanted wow. he wanted deputies to put the person in trouble for selling dangerous drugs. Uh, however, he was unable to provide a name or any contact info for this individual. As requested, a deputy performed a field test on a sample of the white crystal-like substance from each of the baggies, and both baggies tested positive for methamphetamine. Deputies arrested Colucci, who said he was having chest pains after being placed in the back of a patrol vehicle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. The first tip off that something was wrong was when he asked the bartender for the number for 911. <laughs> then, after he got up with 911, you know, this is what happens when a hall monitor in fourth grade grows up bad, okay? Because I'm telling on you. Good grief, man. And so, would you give us the name of your drug dealer, please? Well, he works at the corner over there and his name's Ghost. Well, that's not going to work for us, sir. We. You know, Mark. <laughs> they live and walk among us. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, Mark and Mac Show. And hey, if you're just joining us, a couple of minutes ago, we had our daily stupid criminal of the day, okay? <laughs> yes. And we mentioned, you know, just about every day we have a stupid criminal mm. and we have a Guinness Book of World Records story, and so Mark has gone out of his way to make sure that, by gosh and begora, as we get ready for St. Patty's Day, we have a Guinness Book of World Records story. Yes, we do. A man from Idaho retook a Guinness World Records title by walking 3,257 feet with a non-powered lawnmower balanced on his chin. Oh, come on now. If you're not... You're not risking life and limb. That's not worthy of a Guinness I, Book of World Records. question your commitment, sir. <laughs> this, yes. this man is somebody we have had stories about several times in the past. David Rush. He's broken more than yeah. 200 Guinness records to promote STEM education. He originally set the record by walking 656 feet with a non-powered lawnmower on his chin. But the record was later broken by somebody who managed to walk 912 feet. 
Well, wow. Rush said he walked two and a half laps around a track with a lawnmower balanced on his chin, earning the Guinness World Record with a total of 3,257 feet. He was only seven meters, 23 feet short of hitting his personal goal of one kilometer or 3,280.84 feet. He says, I wish I could have finished those last seven meters, but I'm happy with the result. <laughs> wow. What an underachiever, you know. <laughs> liferadio.fm the mark and mac show and uh great to have you with us today we do appreciate it i know we joke around about stuff all the time but yeah we do that to kind of point the uh, at the absurdity of the world we're not mocking anyone we're just trying to have some fun and you know that's all and (laughs) i i know that sometimes it sounds like we're being deadly serious because a lot of people are looking for bigfoot mark and (laughs) i know that at the meeting I was at last week where the guy said he knew of a man who actually had a prophecy about Bigfoot. And, uh-huh. you know, it was in the book of David, chapter six, <laughs> what it was. you know, verse was 66. That, was uh, that organization yesterday, the BFRO, yeah. is that what it was? The Bigfoot. I uh, think so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Research organization. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> it was so important. I've already forgotten about it less than 24 <laughs> hours later. So. Anyhow, a time traveler. Now, I'm kind of stuck on that. I don't uh, care what else happens. If a time traveler can actually tell me something that's going to happen right now, uh-huh. you know, then I'm pretty hip to it. So talk to me about the stock market today. Talk to me about who's going to win March Madness. <laughs> talk to me about those things because uh-huh. that's actually what's important. That's, but no. Yeah. What do you want to talk about coming from the future? Bigfoot. <laughs> Among other things. And we've had stories about these guys before. The You know, the ones who were posting pictures online of all these mysteriously empty cities and things like that. And it's all, it's all just, it's all just a hoax, but it's fun to, it's fun to read a a self-proclaimed time traveler from the year 2743. (laughs) I'm kind of thinking uncle Rico found a new job, Mark. (laughs) I think so. You see, this guy warns that we're going to be coming face to face with Bigfoot later this year, but there's some very good news for soccer fans. Time traveler, 2743, who's posting from the future on TikTok, uh has made some bold predictions about what we can expect. The message in his video reads, I'm a real time traveler. Let me prove to everyone today with proof. Remember these dates, August 29th, 2022, five people receive superpowers. May 2nd, (laughs) 2022, Bigfoot sighting in the northwestern region of California. December 18th, 2022, England wins the foot the football world cup time traveler 2743 is apparently humanity's last hope after another adventurer the time traveler 2582 weirdly claimed he was arrested for returning from the future he says our journey has come to an end but this won't stop us time travelers from spreading the truth time traveler 2743 is our last hope he'll continue to reveal the truth until they catch him stay safe Wow. One user on TikTok says, you almost had me until the World Cup. <laughs> oh, I, I'm thinking there, there's so much wrong with this, you know, but yeah, I mean, just tell me something that's happening today, you know, because it's not actually, you know, you don't have to prove to me that you're a real time traveler with any kind of prophetic stuff because 
it's history for you. Mm-hmm. So tell me yeah. what happened on this date. Yes. And you know, that's yeah, what I want to know. Like an hour from now, two hours from yes. now, something that happens in this, in right. the next, in the next, in the very near future. Tell me something that yes. nobody knows about that's happened. Right. Right. In the Not, next 40, we'll give you, you know what, the next 48 hours. Go work. in your yeah. history book and tell us what happened to Vladimir Putin on this yeah, day. Right. You know, yeah. then then you got us. You know, there, there you go. Well, I would, look, I would look forward to May 2nd of this year for the Bigfoot sighting, but they mm-hmm. see Bigfoot in northwestern California all the time. Yeah. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you, Mark. I I'm a real time traveler. Let me prove to everyone today with proof. Well, wait a minute. You're going to prove to me today with proof, but I got to wait till May 2nd <laughs> for something that happens all the time. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for playing. Got some great party gifts for you. You win. LifeRadio.fm. You know, Mark. Yeah. On our show, the Mark and Mac show, we do, you know, everything from the sublime to the ridiculous. Mm-hmm. We share stories of uh, triumph and of failure because that's life. But when I saw the headline on this story, you know, my first thing, I got to see the video. Right. Okay. Yeah. Georgia motorcyclist crashes while trying to cross raising drawbridge in Daytona Beach. Oh, yeah. Police in Daytona Beach released video Monday of a motorcycle crash that shut down a drawbridge over the weekend. According to the police, the crash happened around 10 a.m. Saturday when a motorcyclist ran through one of the traffic arms as it was lowering for the bridge to rise. Police said the motorcyclist collided with a flashing lowered stop arm and fell off the vehicle. The motorcycle, however, which was also hauling a trailer, continued up the raised drawbridge and fell over the gap at the top. Wow. The motorcycle was left dangling over the water by its trailer hitch, and crews worked to remove the vehicle. Wow. Yeah. The accident also damaged one of the traffic arms on the bridge. Police. Well, we got to write him a ticket for that, That's right. Police said the motorcyclist, who's from Georgia, wasn't injured. Records show the motorcyclist was ticketed for careless driving. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And they're going to make him listen to careless whisper by wham now. That's his punishment. (laughs) Wow. Careless, well, careless driving, careless whisper. I, I looked at that video, Mark. Yeah, because I thought he's he's pulling a trailer on his motorcycle. Yeah, I mean, I was expecting to see a guy like Robbie Knievel, you know, doing a stunt right. or something. Yes, and it's not. It's like some old guy like us that <laughs> you know <laughs> is riding a non cool motorcycle with his travel trailer behind him. Uh-huh. You know, and it's like, dude, really, you're what? What were you doing? You weren't going to jump the bridge towing a trailer behind you. I mean, really, you wouldn't do that. I have no idea. I know. The I, only thing I can think was, was he asleep? Was he on his motorcycle? On his motorcycle? Was, wait a minute. Was he texting people? Was he on Twitter? <laughs> what was going on? Did he have a cell phone in his hand at the time? <laughs> the Mark and Mac Show.